balls so dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of I'm your host on the scene of the air is clean and I'm lighting up green, ya boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Sheffer. Each and every week, Suck My Balls, a South Park Review delivers South Park Reviews to cure your Wednesday blues. And we hope that uh, you're ready for some fantastic news. As we've got a guest. Before we get to him, first, let me introduce to you my two other barksmen. The two other men that are both military trained. So, like, if I said, hey, let's go do some shit, they would go do some shit. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, he hails from cloudy but always sunny Arizona. Tower, 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 you're on mute. Tower, 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 Ski! Jackson! What have you, boys? We're back for another episode of Suck My Balls. Yeah, good luck, Sam. We got Captain Keith in the background. And we got Joe here. What's happening, boys? Well, we'll get to those... Other two right now, ladies and gentlemen. This man is a toker. He's a smoker. He's a midnight joker. Playing his Twitch games all night long. No, that was fucked up. I should have said playing Wrestle Kingdom all night long. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Toker! Joe Vernola! Hey there, guys. Ooh. Is he there? Is he there? Okay? Oh, yeah. He's... What's up, guys? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. All right. I like that. There's probably a bunch of people that are going to think that Joe was really cock joking there. Watching, like, is he okay? Is he... These guys are just laughing at him dying. Yeah, Joe is <laughs> great. Great actor. This is why you watch the YouTube or get you watch the YouTube. on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show here, two minutes and 50 seconds ago, or I guess it would be five with the intro. Our guest this week is a Twitch streamer himself. He's a gamer. He's also a purveyor of Keith, just like the rest of us. He's a captain of it, you might say. You can follow him on twitch.tv slash Captain Keith, I believe. 
Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Captain Keith Brandon himself making his way first time on Shit My Mouse. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me on, man. Dude, love Thanks the show. Been a, been a South Park fan for a while. So when you guys uh, put out that thing for looking for guests, I thought, hey, why not hop on and join in? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, well, welcome. For those that didn't see it, uh, Joe or Scoop, if you didn't see it, I did put out a post on our Twitter, and I was just like, yo, we're looking for guests. Like, I don't really care if your following's big or small. Like, I just, you know, we need more people who want to talk about South Park with us because – you know, bringing people together. I make it. It's sweet. So, it's sweet. So, yes, thanks for joining us here uh, for episode number 54 of ours as we review episode number 51 of South Park, the animated adult television series. And tonight's episode featured, well, the introduction, realistically. I mean, we had uh, kind of the introduction two episodes ago with Timmy. But this was really the first uh, Timmy episode. Gave us a background on who his character is, where he comes from, and his parents. And how Timmy his turned parents. into a superstar. Yeah, his parents. And Timmy ultimately becomes a superstar. Uh, now, these this is of course the third episode of season four, the fifty first overall episode of South Park, as it aired on April nineteenth of two thousand. And uh, that's a long time ago, guys. April nineteenth, two thousand. Uh, Making so me feel old on the older than I am. Are you? So, Brandon, you know, you 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 told us you're a big fan of South Park. Well, I think the best way for us to start off before we get break down to the episode is tell us maybe your first um, viewing of South Park, or what was it like for you when you first started South Park? I don't, I don't need like the exact dates or shows. What was it like? I, I, what was your initial reaction? And maybe like age wise for you. So I was probably about maybe third, fourth grade when it first came out. And I, my parents were actually super strict. Like you're not allowed to watch like the shows with all the cussing and the violence and the sex talk and the drug talk, but like everybody else was wearing the shirts talking about it. So then I start sneaking and watching. I'd watch it over at my friend's house as I'd have like a thing on my remote where I'd, if I hear somebody coming down the stairs, I'd hit the thing to send it to another channel that I already had to set up to. It's like, no, I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, we're the, I was I was kind of the same when South Park came around the third or fourth grade. It was right around the time I think we had a TiVo, and I had a TiVo in my bedroom. So, but it was all shared. So what I would do is I would record it, and then as soon as it was done, watch it, and then delete it. So that way they, there was no like breadcrumbs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my parents yeah. were the same way. They were very strict on the language. Till I right about the age I was 16, then they were like, "You're you're getting good grades. So like as long as you come back at a good time at night." Do what you got to do. My dad was like that. So <laughs> it's like, as long as you don't get in trouble and you get good grades, go for it. I'm like, sweet, dad. So uh, I was definitely privileged there. But that being said, uh, did you find – you said your parents were strict. Did you have a lot of friends who watched South Park in your area? Where, where are you from, actually? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, St. Louis, that area. Okay. Missouri. Nice. Okay. Missouri. I, uh, I was on tour there, actually. I played a couple – shows out there um beautiful area i like the, the i guess it's the, the river the water that's downtown goes by all the buildings yep. and stuff like that it's pretty nice it's pretty it's pretty at night for sure i was uh, supposed oh, to work cape curado before uh covid oh really yeah uh uh cape championship wrestling or something i know that's in the st louis area i yep, think uh, yep i know i know who runs that company oh nice uh 
Shannon Young is uh, one of my friends. We go like way back. Nice. Yeah, uh, Johnny Toker, Mr. Captain Keith has uh, been trained and he's wrestled a little bit. So, uh, and then of course, oh, nice. Keith, Mr. Johnny Toker here is the man to talk to on the indie scene for the Colorado Green and maybe mm. for your wrestling zine. But moving on to South Park, that's what you're here for. People are like, what the fuck is going on with this podcast this week, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're back. South Park with the review. Okay, we get it. You want to hear our review, our thoughts, our breakdown on this episode of Timmy. 2000 the boys have a brand new student in their class the mentally and physically challenged timmy who is only capable of making of course as you're looting there right now scoop noises and, and of course saying his own name which i didn't realize that he was living a lie until this episode like today he's faking it no i don't think he's faking the cp like because that's what it looks like he has. It looks like he has CP, but the oh, uh, conduction aphasia, where he can only say like one or two different things, that might be that's where that I'm, might be the work. Like I think the work is like I'm obviously I'm not saying he's not handicapped. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying mentally, I feel like he's a lot more intelligent for sure. Yes. And then 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 they play on for it. Yeah. I think it's more one of those things where it's like the intelligence is there, but it doesn't really connect with everything else. Right. That's a good point. Like maybe like like yeah. his brain is working, but there's not specific wires that are like he can't uh, express it that well. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I went like, down. Oh, go ahead, Scoop. My bad. I was just gonna say in, in that, that regards to because at the end, you know, he's just like Timmy, and he's like, and your lord of the underworld. And like he understood the whole thing with mm-hmm. Skyler and everything. So yeah, I think the intelligence is there. And yes, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, and we we do know that the I mean the evolution of Timmy's intelligence here further is either is established later on. Yeah, I mean, but and like I went down such I went down such a Google and Wikipedia hole on Wednesday night. Like reading up on like what the hell is wrong with Timmy? Like I have like if you go into my Google history, I've got the same question asked like five different ways before I finally got the conduction aphasia answer and the CP thing and everything else. And it's just yeah, man. And you basically it's uh, from what I've been able to gather, it's like a. Uh, misfire in the wiring either that or he has what some coma sufferers have where like their brain is like a hundred percent but everything else is so paralyzed that they can't that they can only talk with like certain words or blinks and shit yeah damn so yeah like this is what you gotta love about south park it's like go fucking all out and there's like Mm -hmm. legitimacy behind certain things and <clears throat> and then they make people with nothing better to do with their time like me fucking Google what the fuck is wrong with Timmy Birch. Going down a rabbit hole at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that being said, it sounds like over time, Timmy's going to need to re- rewire, you know, create new paths. That way he can express himself and fully utilize his intelligence. 
um, you know, being diagnosed or having that issue at such a young age. Obviously, in the town of South Park, he's not going to get that proper training. No, right. uh, individuals hopefully will. But unfortunately, Mr. Garrison and Principal Big Victoria are ignoring the fact of his disability. You know, we're in the classroom with Mr. Garrison asking questions, carving, please don't cut on me, please don't cut on me. Mm -hmm. So he calls on Wendy, please don't cut on me, please don't cut on me. He calls on Kyle, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then, like, raise the Lord. Right, and then like he calls one, calls Timmy, and Timmy's like, Timmy! <laughs> no, no it wasn't you, Timmy. Right, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> Are you mocking me? <laughs> oh, I know, how about the new student, Timmy? Timmy! No, it wasn't you, Timmy. Try again. Timmy, did you not do your homework? Uh, Mr. Garrison, haven't you figured it out? Timmy's retarded. Don't call people names, Stanley. But he is. Now, Timmy, you need to work on your study skills. Are you mocking me? Because if you are, I have no problem sending your butt to the principal's office. That doesn't. Can't you tell, like, and we're going to use it, of course, for the context of the episode. Stan says, can't you tell, Mr. Garrison? Timmy's retarded. And he's like, don't make fun of people, Stanley. <laughs> he was actually using it in his proper context. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, obviously, we're supposed to be more politically correct these days and say mentally disabled or mentally handicapped, if you will, because um, unfortunately, the overutilization of that word has become more of a... Mm -hmm. a I, guess. I think it's because of the, the stigma against yeah, mental say, health in, in, in general. And when that first came out the older we get with society and stuff the more that we learn and find these words like faggot and retarded and other words can are actually super negative and they can be right. connotated as negative whereas right. where the original definition was a faggot was a cigarette mm -hmm. and retarded was you know mentally disabled term salsa yeah. collection of sticks but yeah retarded Retarded means uh, like med was a medical term for anyone with a IQ below seventy five. Yeah, you were dumb, blind, and what was it? Uh, retarded, right? It was dumb, blind, and retarded. Were the the three when you were blind, blind and retarded? Yeah, yeah. deaf, blind, and dumb, something like that. I mean, they, they even used dumb as a medical term too. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, you know, what is a bad word, guys? Right? One of the yeah. Deadly bad words. Yes. The stern. <laughs> Me you use the word of curse. This is I see, guys, I tell you, me crab is a bad word. So, back in the episode here, Mr. Garrison sends Timmy to Principal Victoria's office, and they're trying to speak with him the same way. And unfortunately for them, he only says Timmy and living a lie. and Principal Victoria is just about to suspend him, and that's when Mr. Mackey decides, well, I think he might have ADD, attention deficit disorder, and says that we should go to a doctor to diagnose and see if he has fallen short to this disease. Now, the way they do this is a very odd fashion, because I, as someone who – I was never diagnosed with ADHD. I was diagnosed with bipolar, so I've gone through the same tests, though. So I never had to read – like, listen to somebody read a book. <laughs> and then, like, right? I've never I think that, anybody read a book. I think that was the joke too, because no, like they went with like some hardcore, like really classic lit, and like I can read some classic lit, but like a farewell to arms and great Gatsby are 
Great Gatsby dry. is a good book, but it's hard. It yeah, 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 it's very hard with that book. Like they're both oh, excellent books, but it's just I, the, I read Great like where the red fern grows. All right, this is a very simple test, which should determine without a doubt whether or not Timmy has attention deficit disorder. Good. Okay. Timmy. Now, Timmy, I'm going to read you a book called The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. At the end of the novel, I'll ask you a few questions. Are you ready? Timmy. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Ever since. When I read oh. Great Gatsby in high school, I, I, I couldn't put I couldn't put the book down. I liked The Great Gatsby. I thought it was a really good book, in my opinion, to be honest. <laughs> oh, like I, I said, it, it's a good book, but it's hard to read. Like the now, literature and the English used in it. Can be. Now I'm going to be thinking of old Dan and little Ann all day, and I hate you for it, Scoop. Mm-hmm. Now, farewell to arms, for sure. I will agree with you. I don't know. I would doubt. I did not want to read that fucking book. Uh, you know, and there was a, there's a couple other ones, but yeah, I know Great Gatsby was one of those few that when we got it, I was like, oh, that was this is actually a really good fucking book, and it then, is you know, yeah. because then you research even more and you find out the backstory that F. Scott Fitzgerald and his ex wife went back and forth writing books about each other. It's fucking amazing to think that back in their late 1800s, early 1900s, you have these fucking authors going back and forth writing these yeah. novels against each other. Yeah, I think this was like the 1920s. It was written. No, I'm just. I was trying oh, to. Back I thought you were going to go earlier. So that's no, 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 no. I was primed for the whatever. I don't care if it's the 1500s. <laughs> Stop no, no. Okay, 1920s, like the Roaring Twenties during the yeah, period, yeah, right? yeah. It was basically about the excess of the Hamptons, which still oh, exists to this day. I enjoyed that book. Well, so did I. It's just dry. They tried reading the book to the kids or to Timmy. And then he asked them, you know, in, in chapter two, what's car or whatever it was. And he was all Timmy. And yes, you have attention deficit disorder. Right. And meanwhile, like Mackie and Victoria passed out hours ago. Timmy was paying attention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he actually paid attention. Right. That's what I was <laughs> Seven hours because they got they, they started that reading at two o'clock and it ended at nine. So at some point the teachers didn't get up, they didn't call the parents. A little bit irresponsible there, the faculty. I'm just well, saying. I mean, we've seen the birches. What are they going to do? They probably didn't notice that Timmy was gone. <laughs> but, nobody, nobody cares about the whites. <laughs> this is the thing that bothers me. I'm like sure. we, the characters for people who right. don't know. Just making sure. And like this is the thing that bothers me with that scene because we've already seen Mackie do the counselor Spock mind meld like twice by this point. <laughs> and he doesn't think to do the mind meld with Timmy. Oh yeah, he has done What's it twice. Wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, okay. Right, he did it in the fucking nurse golem's office with the fucking yeah. Yeah, I fucking love that. Plant Ariel. Plant Ariel. The planet. Love Ariel. Ariel. But you can go back and watch that review here right on our YouTube or listen to it on all podcast outlets. Suck my balls. That was my first episode, I think. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Roger Ebert to lay off the fatty foods. Lay off the fatty foods. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Good stuff. So go back and check that out. Well, they diagnosed Timmy with ADD. Goes back to school next day. He's got a note on his head that says he's free from having to do all homework assignments and questions. Mr. Garrison's all like, oh, it looks like you managed to trick the principal and the counselor, Timmy. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? By the way, Scoop, did you ever get out of homework for having ADD? No, I think I actually ended up getting more 
And it's counting more towards my grades and like these deals that my parents came up with my teachers. And it's just homework kind of fucked me growing up. I'm not gonna lie. Not until high school where I was able to like communicate and negotiate with teachers on my own without my mom. Right. So I never got out of homework because I was ADHD. Brandon, did you ever ever experience or know anyone with ADD growing up? No, nah, unfortunately, I didn't really get to see any of that. Any of that? No, going unfortunately, on. don't say unfortunately. Yeah. you're hanging out with a bunch of wackos. You're fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Twitching out like it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's my medication. Sorry, it does this to me. Sometimes. Don't do that. That's not. No, I need my pills. It was it was legal meth, guys. Like the first versions of Ritalin and Adderall well, and all that shit was legitimately meth. Let's wait till we get there because I, I definitely want to dive into that here. So uh as Timmy is you know told or as he tells the rest of his teachers, or sorry, as Mr. Garrison explains he doesn't have to uh, answer questions, do homework, the rest of the kids in class are now like, Well, I think I have ADD, obviously, because they don't want to get rid of they don't want to do their homework. So they all go to the same psychiatrist that at this point is where they read farewell to arms this time i was like why didn't he read the great gatsby again he should have read that shit one more time keep reading that motherfucker you're gonna need to keep reading it um they all got diagnosed they all got prescribed ritalin so now without the burden of homework timmy finds uh, a new pastime that's now everyone's going to be hopped up on ritalin but now we can talk about that we'll get before, right before we get into the timmy segments uh, as you mentioned scoop you know ritalin uh, Adderall, um, certain sp- prescription drugs, if prescription drugs are what is called amphetamine, which is amphetamine. chemical amphetamine, right? Which is the chemical form, if you will, of methamphetamine. So methamphetamine. It's one molecule off from being meth. It's legitimately just one molecule. Gotta look, I know. I, was gonna, I wanted to talk. I wanted to tell the scientists. Okay, I'm sorry. I was going to say. Methamphetamine itself is, it's a, in easiest terms, is the raw, unbroken down, you know, unweighed, uncurated version of the chemical itself. Whereas, you know, you've got the prescription drugs where it's compounded, weighed out, dosed, and prescribed. Um, so that way you can take it in dosage. It's also, of course, you know, other molecules, as you will, or other types of um, medication are bivantamethamine exactly um, put in with it concerta dextromimorphane uh there's a couple of synthetic forms of it that are just no better or no worse but the thing is is these drugs are as you mentioned a form of meth like you're getting Mm -hmm. people almost addicted to this stuff I'm granted, I will concede, I'm not going to tell you the time and place, but I have tried meth back in the day and it was just like my medication. So for me, it didn't get me high and I never did it again because it was like the reason this was just like taking prescription drugs. But I'm a a different variable. I'm not going to go off and tell people to try meth. I was in a certain situation where I was hanging out with people that I trusted. We all agreed to it and then we did it once to try it because we were all bipolar and all took medication. We all wanted to see what happen so it's a little bit different I, than meth and get fucked up and go be stupid you know what i mean <laughs> oh no steve i tried it i got bees in my teeth i i tried it once because i was young and stupid and i decided that client that walking down the stairs from my second store apartment was from was for squares 
So I tried to do some Spider-Man shit coming out of my second floor balcony. It just like cracked the back of my head so bad. Like I never lost consciousness. I had one of the worst concussions of my life. And then I drove to my buddy's house to pick up some grass. Damn. Wow. Fucking Joe was crazy back in the day. Yeah, I was back in the day still. Every time I've tried these weird drugs, I always have somebody there to look out for me. When I tried acid for the first time, it was out in the woods. And like it was with Oh, Paul. I was supposed to be there with you guys. No, you were supposed to go. go with us. I was, was supposed to go. Life changing trip. I'm telling you. It was a I still game. need I still need to try acid. I've tried pretty much everything else other than acid and was it mescaline? But Paul, Paul fucking curated that shit. Like he made sure, like we all had food, everything. I wanted to do acid with Paul because he, he fired us or two. Hiking, it was fun. We were out in the middle of nowhere yelling. It was fun. Doctor Paul, Captain Keith, I know that you are a man of weed. Are you, have you tried any other illicit amphetamine, methamphetamines, narcotics? <laughs> uh, just shrooms and acid. Just shrooms, nice. Okay, and acid too. I love shrooms. Yeah, shrooms are fun. I took a half ounce of the dome of shrooms and tripped my here in Colorado. You can get them. Like I'm hearing my fucking downstairs neighbors talking about it. Like I imagine if I walked over, I could ask. But oh. I could also Joe. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude. Like, all you had to, all you had to do was tell me you needed some boomers. I could have. I know. I, we talked about this last time I hung over at your house. I just yeah. forgot because uh, we were too enthralled and being. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to the roommates. We finally beat it. We beat Crash Bandicoot, the first one. Oh, shit. Oh, we're, oh my God. And fuck Activision and Vicarious Visions for that fuck game. Them. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. And they admitted that they made it harder. They made it harder on purpose. Those fucking bastards. Bro, I can't even begin to tell you the book. I can't even begin to tell you the bonus level they constructed for the first game, though. The download DLC that Joe downloaded. We started playing that one. And that was a fucking nightmare in itself. It's like, oh my god, they literally like took the hardest parts of other levels. It looks like and put them all at one level. <laughs> I had never seen Matt angry until Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've known the dude since like 2013 at least. My inner child came out. I'm sorry, Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, it like came out. that's but how that- I know my meds are working because I just kind of and pass the controller the uh the, the true testament of a friendship is if you can yell at each other while you're playing video games and <laughs> yeah it, it passed that's how you know if you're friends with someone if you guys can yell at each other like ah oh, fuck it ah all right let's play this let's do this <laughs> well back to south park though now with everyone as we kind of went add there went off yeah. on tangent. <laughs> <laughs> like i did that uh but without the burden of homework now timmy finds a new pastime as he's, you know, I, we have to assume we don't see him rolling around the neighborhood, but it cuts over to the Lords of the Underworld and we get the reappearance again from Skylar. That's the last time we saw Skylar was when Shelly, 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 Shelly. That was uh, I was a really uh, immature 22 year old. <laughs> wild Wild West episode. Wild Wild West. Wild West. The cat orgy. The cat orgy, yeah. Oh, Which is, of course, a little turds. 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 Damn turds. Are you looking at my headgear? Nobody messes with my turds but me. So this, so we got a heel, we got a face turn, a baby face turn here, Joe, is the last time 
he was the heel we saw him, and now he's got his own band. And apparently, him and his band have been playing together for eight years, which I guess goes to show you their lack of star power they had. And Timmy's rolling by, I guess, and he's outside the garage. And as they start practicing again, in between their cutouts of the the rhythm and the music, Timmy starts singing. So it goes dun 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 dun. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Timmy's getting it. And if I could play a riff like those guys, if I could play a riff like those guys played at the beginning of that scene, I wouldn't be like, "Man, we suck." I'd be like, "Dude, yeah. I mean, I can hear." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that it wasn't too complicated. A lot of when South Park, not the Primus stuff, but the actual like Matt Stone and Trey Parker make it. It's not too difficult because they're not trying to make something difficult. They just need something to put in the show. <laughs> or Street if they don't like Green Day. Right, or if they don't want to pay for copyrights, then they'll they'll cover the song and add additional notes or remove notes. Right, like if you go back, I was just I just watched the I, I sent you guys the clip. I don't remember what it was. You want to break me down? You want to break me down? Uh, with Randy, that that dude, right with that. Uh, like they use it's not the Rocky song, but it's like yeah, they you're pretty close to it. It's close to it, yeah. So it's obviously them playing it. The bad dude. So the uh <laughs> so the Lords of the Underworld open up the garage and they're like, who's that singing outside? And to their shock, it's it's Timmy. So they were originally signed up to go play battle the band, so they did, and they had this other band that was all very 80s, 90-ish uh I don't know. It was very prog rocky. Prog rock, but they were like dressed up glam rock almost. You yeah. Know what I mean? It was very weird. Well, anyway, Timmy comes out on stage. They're like, coming up next, the Lords of the Underworld. Uh, as they're, they're like, thank God. Or no, they're like, this is our last band. Thank God. <laughs> so <laughs> come out and uh, Timmy rolls out on stage and he fucking kills it. He rocks the house. You know, but you've got some dissent in the audience. You got people who are for Timmy. Who are like fuck yeah, Stan and Kyle show up and Kenny and Carmen, all them. And then you've got some other people who are like, that's horrible. They're right. laughing at children or they're laughing at his disability or they're laughing at him. They feel he's being exploited. They weren't well, respecting like him. They weren't respecting his entire time. Um, that being said, if you check out my shirt, you'll see it. I got a brand new Respect My Authority t shirt, fresh for Christmas. From Thanks. My MSG. Thanks. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mommy. Thank you, mom. <clears throat> podcast, but I love you, mom. Why would my mom listen to this podcast? That'd be weird. If my mom hit me up with notes and shit. I just want to let you know at at minute thirty five, you said something I didn't agree with. She may five. listen out of support, just like no, for the not. downloads. No, 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 she doesn't. I know she doesn't. My parents don't do that. <laughs> I wish they did. Yeah, I wish my parents would go to wrestling shows. They have my dad's been to like three in twelve years, and my mom won. I would say one of my most recent good moments was playing. Like I played a live show at the Taste of Tacoma a couple of years ago in front of like you know two, three thousand people. My parents were oh, sitting there in front row, so that was cool. But and that was the only show they've ever seen me play live music. Yeah. I mean, they saw me do tons of acting, but at least they got to come see me play a good show music, right? Well, Timmy and them rock it so much so that now they're fucking famous. 
You know, they just become instant overnight successes. They're traveling around the world, selling out a coliseums. Yes, I'm a rocker! Tonight, we analyze the new rock sensation, Timil, the controversial new band that has taken the country by storm. Already playing at several large venues this month, the band prepares for its biggest gig, Lollapalooza, where they will open for Phil Collins. However, um, they cut over to MTV, which that this made me feel old as I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah. God. Did you watch a lot of MTV growing up, Brandon? Uh, like the most t- MTV I watched was like Beavis and Butthead and TRL at its peak. That's really about it. Exactly. Man, you want to like on top of that scene with the MTV news, the thing that made me even sadder than that was when I found out how old Kurt Loder is today. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, man. Isn't he in his 60s now? No, he's, oh, he's 75. Jesus. Yeah, he was Whoa. 35 when he started at MTV on day one. God damn, dude. You're watching MTV, the cool brainwashing 12-year-old and younger station that hides behind a slick image. We're so cool that we decide what's cool. And now MTV News, the news that is single-handedly dumbing down our country, which is cool. Here's your host, Kurt Loder. Why am I still doing this? I've got to be the oldest person on this network by at least 40 years. Kurt Loder didn't just say that. No, wait, he did just say it, but just to be cool. That's what makes him cool. You think Kurt Loder is cool, and now the news that's cool. Yeah. He pops up on MTV. Now, here's Kurt Loder. Get, why, why am I still doing this job? Kurt Loder did not just say that. Actually, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You think everything Kurt Loder says is cool and everything on MTV is cool. And now the coolest guy on MTV, Kurt Loder. <laughs> <laughs> and then he talks about Lollapalooza. They never fucking talk, uh, actually say Lollapalooza. They have to, like, obviously for copyright. So they're saying Lollapalooza. Yeah, like how Simpsons did Hullabalooza. Yeah. And the, and the name constantly changes throughout the whole episode. Did anyone <laughs> order the London Symphony Orchestra? I'm Possibly while high, looking at you, Cypress I'm Hill. <laughs> you guys know Insane in the Membrane? <laughs> Simpsons reference there for you on a South Park podcast. Simpsons did it! Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. So, <laughs> now, now that they're successful, Phil Collins is upset because originally he was supposed to be the headliner of Lollapalooza, but now he's got pushed to the opener. So he takes upon himself that he's going to go to Timmy's parents and ask why they're letting their son be exploited. They go to Timmy's parents' house. They're both in wheelchairs and are just like his parents. Richard! <laughs> Hooray! Well, I mean, why are you letting him do this to your son? Don't you see that everyone's just laughing at him? Richard! Hello! <laughs> oh, man. So, unfortunately, Phil Collins is particularly displeased about that new band, as we mentioned. And so, shortly after, as we mentioned, Timmy and Lord of Underworlds take Collins' place as the headliners of the festival. Now, the other boys, meet in the meantime, have now started to actually take their Ritalin. Because what happens is Cartman shows up, and or they all go get their Ritalin prescribed. The parents are buying it and whatnot. Are there any side effects, uh, doctor, says Leanne Cartman. And, uh, oh, no, no. Some, you might, he might just feel like a loss of energy. And uh, oh, yeah, it might be a little bit of a Christina Aguilera pink monsters. But that's expected. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
Um, I can t- confidently tell you as somebody who took like bipolar medication, I never hallucinated, but I can say that that type of medication definitely does zap your energy for sure. I did take Ritalin. Um, cause back then, like there wasn't all these different medications. It was, as you mentioned, Brandon Ritalin, take some Ritalin. Here you go. Here's a pill. You got it. Take it. You know, and as you mentioned, Scoop, before we started, whatever, back then when kids were hyper, they just gave them pills. So, yeah, but what, what child ever sits still? Being a father now, it's like I have <laughs> never once seen my daughter until about recently where she's learned how to use a phone and social media and all. Well, not social media, but like, you know, watching videos and doing her own little thing has she really calmed down. It was, you know. <laughs> seen it like firsthand it's like i could see how anybody can think that any four-year-old child is adhd right no that's a good point that's a good point well uh, after now that the kids are all prescribed really carbon starts taking his first and he's all like hey guys have you guys started taking your red in <laughs> no dude we're not actually gonna take that no you guys should take it seriously it takes the edge off seriously Hey guys, have you been taking your Ritalin? Huh? No, we're not actually gonna take that stuff. Yeah, dude, you gotta try it. It makes you feel good. Good. <laughs> now, I don't think at this point it, Ritalin was known as an appetite, like a severe appetite suppressant. So if they were, if they could, they could have made it more accurate and had Hartman start losing all his weight from the Ritalin True. because he wouldn't be eating at all. True. Like it's so That's hard good. to eat on that shit. Now, Cartman, unfortunately, is the only one that, or for his case, Cartman's the only one that develops the side effects that causes him to see the pink Christina Aguilar monsters, and he sees them throughout this episode. Um, so now all the boys start taking it, and um, they all go to school, and they're standing in line for lunch, and they walk in. And just, Hello there, children. Hello, chef. How are you today? We're fine. Thank you very much. Hello there, children. Hello, chef. Hello, sir. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. Everything's fine? Why? Because we're on Ritalin. What? We all have attention deficit disorder, so we all started taking Ritalin. It really takes the edge off, man. You should try it. So that's why all you children are acting so damn boring. That's correct, Chef. Damn it, children, you don't need drugs to make you pay attention in school. In my day, if we didn't pay attention, we got a belt to the bottom. Now they try to cure everything with drugs. What the hell is wrong with you kids? <laughs> <laughs> and the one time they finally act how he wants them to act and ask the question he wants them to ask. That's fine. That's true, right? Because, like, he he complained. He fucking complained. You always come in here and tell him about your problems. Hey, chef, where's the clitoris? Hey, chef, <laughs> hey, chef, why can't you just come in here and say, hi, chef, how's it going? Hey, chef, how's it going? <laughs> Like, so, like, they kind of mm-hmm. Hey, Chef, how's it going? What's for lunch today? <laughs> Fuck you, children. <laughs> so, yeah, Chef is upset. Um, Brandon, did you like Chef as a character? I loved Chef. I loved Chef. I, I was sad to see him go. And for such a shitty reason. Too. I know. And it wasn't even his call. Like, apparently he was, like, not like, the name of faculties. The yeah, and somebody else like made that call for him. His baggy right. little club. <laughs> That's the only time we're gonna accept the word usage of that. Yeah, of that yeah. It, it, you, 
please. <laughs> like, that's coming that's, right out. That's coming. No, I just want to make sure people know that's coming contextually right out of the episode. So, right. Yeah. That's, that's the quote. Joe is quoting the show. Uh, but yes, that faggy little club um, that's uh, out there uh, brainwashing people and trying to give you e meters. So, because of that club. But interestingly enough, the first iteration of that club that we get is in season five during the Super Best Friends mm-hmm. during Blaintology. But at that point, not a lot of people knew about Scientology. Oh, I said it. I'll have to edit out. Not a lot of people knew about that little club. So, I don't know. We'll find out. Huh? Why do we I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. We don't want to incur their wrath. We don't want to incur their wrath. We don't need Lord Xenu coming down <laughs> and, and messing with our Thetan levels. We're not ready for them to come after us when we review this. When we review the episode, then we'll be ready. Then we'll be right. ready because at that point we have no choice. Like we're there, we're gonna do it. So like we all run Hubbard. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have so many Battlefield Earth references ready for that one. Oh, nice. That's gonna be great. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Well, the L. Ron Hubbard had a connection to Aleister Crowley through his best friend Jack Parsons. Yes, yes. Well, meanwhile, while this is going on now, because the kids, you know, Chef's upset. He's like, what the hell is going on here? I'm going to go talk to your parents. So he takes off. And now Phil Collins is pissed, obviously, because he's not the headliner. So he decides to try and break up Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld. So what he does is, as we mentioned, he first appeals to their parents, Richard, Helen, who are also handicapped the same way. And later then, uh, right after a show, as they're coming out of the venue and they're like yeah they loved us they killed it blah blah and they're walking away phil collins pulls skylar aside hi there skylar yeah you're really good you know that you should i used to be uh i used to be in a band too but then i uh, uh became a solo artist uh yes i did yes i did genesis genesis anyway so oh phil collins uh, uh, we'll get into the whole reason why phil collins is the big target here later but he, what, what are you looking at my gut for? All right. So uh, he convinces Skyler, basically gets in Skyler's ear. He inceptions him, drops the pebble in the pond by basically telling that, you know, you're oh, the real yeah. yeah, exactly. You're the real talent in the band. And so you should, you know, go off on your own and leave Timmy because Timmy doesn't appreciate you, right? Basically manipulating him. So Skyler, hearing this now backstage, decides to leave the band. Um, he's, he's like, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm going up. I'm going to my solo. It's just funny because earlier in the episode, too, like right after their first show, when like, do you hear that crowd? Yes, I'm a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's uh, unfortunately doesn't see what he has at this time. Brian, did you ever play in any bands, music, any groups? Were you part of any large festivals? No, nah, I mean, I tried messing around with music a little bit in high school, but that's really about it. Tried playing guitar. I never really got good at it at all. Okay. Just got to keep practicing. Just got to keep practicing. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. That's all it takes. Sit there and just play it until you cry. Why can't I play this? Um, we've all done it. Anyway, so. Yeah. Well, so yeah. unfortunately, Skyler leaves. 
And that gives Phil Collins, of course, back his headlining spot. And Skyler is now solo project. Reach for the Skyler. Reach <laughs> for the Skyler. His book to open for him. So now Chef over with the parents is trying to convince them that their methods to fight the ADA addiction are wrong and that there's a new method that is available that can help them. And it cuts to probably one of my favorite scenes in South Park ever. Watch closely as I apply treatment to the first child. Sit down and study! Sit down and study! Stop crying and do your schoolwork! If you would like more information on my bold new treatments, please send away for this free brochure entitled, You Can Either Calm Down or I Could Pop You in the Mouth Again. It was great, and uh, I loved it, and this was one of my favorite things because uh, I, I just, I don't know, I, I get a kick out of it being a bipolar kid because, I mean, obviously that doesn't work, but it's just right. funny in the context. Sit down and shut up! Because that's what they thought would work, but it yeah. didn't. Riddle in, riddle out. Oh, I fucking get it! <laughs> <laughs> We're not even there yet, but you're. you're. <laughs> yeah, well, we know where he is on the Google Doc. <laughs> oh, that one's gonna be clipped. That one's gonna be clipped. Uh, so <laughs> after that, uh, the chef after chef shows him the video, he's like, "So what do you think?" And the parents are like, "Ooh, I like the colors." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "God damn it, are you taking the kids Ritalin too?" And they're like, "Yep." So everybody's just on Ritalin right now, and. So after the boys come in, tell the show that they the that they actually are going to go and see Phil Collins perform because their parents decide that they're going to take them to see Phil Collins. So they come in and they see Chef and they're like, "Chef, would you like to come with us? We're going to go see Phil Collins perform." Yes, Chef. Phil Collins' sultry melodies soothe us. <laughs> and, yes, Ken. Yeah, there you go. And uh, there's also. At one point, Kenny dies in this episode. They're all on Ritalin. They're like uh, watching something. I think they were watching MTV. And then they were like, let's change the channel. Or no, they were watching Terrence and Phillip. And they're like, let's change the channel. And they change the channel to VH1. And then they go, ah. <laughs> and then Cartman sees the pink elephant and kills Kenny because he, hold on one moment, Kenny. Stay right there. And he picks up his frying pan and he's eating bacon out of and he smacks Kenny across the head. And that's how Kenny dies. And we'll get into what did Kenny say. He doesn't have a lot of lines here. But as we wrap up the episode here, now Chev, appalled by the fact these kids are going to want to go see Phil Collins, storms into the pharmacist's office and says, what the hell is wrong with you? And they're all, you know, the pharmacies are uh, people that are sitting there stacking their cheddar, counting their money. Fucking greedy corporate fat cat pharmacy people. Back into the episode here. So Chef, uh, unfortunately, is upset with the pharmacy people because they are, you know, turning kids into zombies. And his convincing argument to them is, "You now you've got kids in your own town who want to go see Phil Collins. And then the fucking pharmacy break down. Oh, my God. What have I done? What have I done? I didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You made them so dull and boring that they are actually going to go to a field college concert. My God, what have we done? But if I had known it, Phil Collins, my, my God. <laughs> well, how do we reverse the Ritalin? We have to convince them not to take it, but it'll be hard to get it away from them. Then we need an antidote. Yes, of course. Well, what's the antidote for Ritalin? I have some right here. It's a compound called Riddle Out. 
All right, come on. We got to get the antidote to all the children. Quick. And uh, so Chef says we have to figure out a way to get everybody out. Is there an antidote? And as Scoop broke up laughing there, he goes, yes, there is an antidote. It's a compound. It's called Riddle Out. Obviously, a play on the word Riddle In. Um, riddle in. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, they get the riddle out, mix it into free drinks at the Lollapalooza festivals, how they're going to pass it out. They get the drinks from a lemonade stand, which I don't know if you I, I did right there, was from Mr. Derp. It's always fun with Mr. Derp around. I just miss it, Derp. It's funny. So Mr. Derp unfortunately passes or helps them. I'm sorry, Mr. Derp helps them to pass out these lemonade drinks or get these, everything concocted. So the now chef is walking through the audience, passing out the lemonade drinks while Phil Collins is on stage singing. You you Pushing up against my heart. <laughs> and so mm. they uh, pass out the lemonade. Everybody drinks the lemonade. And as they're drinking it, they all start coming back to, and realize that Phil Collins sucks. They boo him off stage. Backstage, Skyler's backstage now, and he, you know, consults with the band, apologizes to Timmy. They go back out on stage and they sing um, their final song. In fact, they go Timmy. Even as you mentioned at the top of the show, Scoop Timmy says, "And the Lords of the Underworld." Coming up next to the stage, it's Timmy, and and the Lord of the Underworld. underworld. Yep. And then they had a pretty good uh, – Stan had a pretty good uh, I learned something here today speech. You know what I mean? Talked about the one thing they liked about Timmy was the fact that it was in your face and you had to accept it, which I think is uh, a good thought just as we as individuals sometimes need to have in society. Sometimes it needs to be put into our face for us to accept it or – us as Americans, even more in the Western civilization, we're definitely more privileged than other second, third world countries. So sometimes things have to be put in our front of our eyes to be like, oh, really? That's going on? <laughs> I, I think it's actually the best way to kind of normalize something you don't really understand because basically they kind of made the handicapped kid cool. Yeah. Right? So that's that's why this is one of my favorite episodes because it brings like a lot of like the way that society views mental health and mental disabilities is like a huge stigma and it's like this throws it in your face and it makes that conversation be had. I love it. Can't disagree. Well, that was season four, episode three of Timmy 2000, the whole review. Now, and now we're going to get into what did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? That's right, guys. It's now time for another edition of What Did Kenny Say? Where we tell you what Kenny said in this episode. Because as you are well aware, Kenny's got a muffled voice. So uh, one of the scenes here is Kyle says, Hey, wait, I think maybe I have attention defunction disorder is what he actually said. And then Carmen says, Yeah, me too. And Sam says, Yeah, I've got ADD. Kenny says, me too. Um, the other classmate says, yes, I've got it too. Yeah, me too. It's gay. Somebody said it's gay. That guy. It's gay. Yeah, it's gay. It's gay. Uh, later on, 
And Cartman walks in as we mentioned. He goes, "Hey guys, have you been taking your vitamin?" Stan's <laughs> like, "Huh? No, we're not actually gonna take that stuff." No, dude, you gotta try it. Makes you feel good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Kenny, Kenny takes the whole bottle and he, you know, t- chucks it down, and so that way he can feel good. Then the cafeteria is mentioned. Chef said, "Hello there, children." And Stan, Kyle, and Cartman said. Hello, chef. And then there was a delayed response for Kenny. Hello, chef. <laughs> How's it going? Very well, thank you. Very well, thank you, says Kenny. And then uh, <laughs> later on, as we mentioned, how the death occurs is Cartman goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel cans for all of us. Oh, oh, dear Kenny. And then he smashes the frying pan over Kenny's face. Stan goes, Oh, my goodness. You killed Kenny. Kyle goes, Bastard. The entire time, Cartman's smiling. Yeah, because he just killed the Christina Aguilera. And that's what Kenny said. All right, Scoop, why don't you go ahead and take us through, and let's get into some of the trivia. So Phil Collins is depicted as perpetually clutching an Oscar. This was in real retaliation for Colin's victory in the Oscar category for best song three weeks prior to this episode's airing. Colin's song, You'll Be In My Heart, beat the nominated Blame Canada from South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Trey Parker, who helped compose the song, as well as wrote and directed the episode, remarked in the commentary, we know it's immature, and I was so ready to lose the Academy Award, but not to Phil Collins. And I, and, and I looked more into this. It's uh, They got their sweet, sweet revenge when they won the award, and Phil wasn't even nominated. So they they've been holding on to that for a really long time. It's pretty funny. Yeah, we were not happy. This, this whole episode around Phil Collins was definitely uh, uh, a jelly, a jelly episode. Of, like, because yeah. he's just walking around with the award the entire very <laughs> envious episode. <laughs> This is the last episode to feature Mr. Garrison teaching the third grade. Seen on the Our Pets board is the alien from the pilot episode named Carl. I didn't see that. That's funny. During the ADD test, the reactions included Bebe, Cartman, Kyle falling asleep, Tweet getting getting as close to sleep as his caffeine addiction would let him, Kenny bashing his head against the cabinet and everything. Everyone else, Wendy, Stan, Kevin, Token, Clyde, Donovan, looking suicidal. <laughs> the song that Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld performed has since appeared on the video game Rock Band. Oh, yeah, shit, and it's hella, di- it's hella difficult, too. Right? That's cool. Hmm. I remember that now. I didn't know that. Yeah, I never yeah. played that game. So. Yeah. I played guitar. I played the first couple of Guitar Heroes, but right at about that time as me and Rome started to learn how to play guitar. So we were like, do we play the real thing or do we? You know, so. I felt like Guitar Hero and Rock Band fucked up my guitar playing a little bit, you know, because of like the way that you got to hit the buttons for, and then like the power chords, it, it just fucked. Yeah, I, I've heard uh, guitar players say that too. Like if Rocksmith were still a thing, I'd get that for the PS4 and try to learn that way. I had it when it came out. It wasn't the best, to be honest. Damn. No. I had it on pre-order. Like, I pre-ordered that shit, and I fucking had it. Like, I paid the full $90 for it because it came with the fucking... I was going to say it had to... Everything. Yeah, it had to come with the uh, quarter-inch cable and all that. Yeah. 
Good. So this was not the first episode to introduce the character Timmy, as we had a minor role in the Tooth Fairy Tats 2000. Season reports, four, episode one. Go back and watch it. This reports state that after Timmy's initial appearance, some viewers called the character offensive and requested him not be shown again. Now that's a little disappointing. Yeah, is it? I didn't know that. Well, I guess in South guess Park you, back then, right? I guess you would have that same kind of reaction today because in the description for the episode, they used the word retarded. And I was like, yeah, that would not fly in 2020. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> Captain Keith Brennan, when you first Even though they're actually using it correctly. Right. Yeah. Of course. You know, in the when context you, and how you're supposed to use it. When you first saw the episode, Brandon, back in the day, where, did you know of anybody or were you offended by it all them using a handicapped character like this? Or did you think it was cool? Because I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought it was cool. It's like, hey, they're putting they're putting this guy in the forefront. They're making mm-hmm. him a star. Yeah. Right. And I was like, it's someone like me. Because I was in that classroom adjacent from the Down Syndrome classroom. I was in that almost special needs class. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like this close from riding the short bus, guys. Oh, real. boy. <laughs> Timmy says, and the Lords of the Underworld. This is one of the only times Timmy has said something other than his name, which was not equally simply simple word as Gobbles or Jimmy. Similarly, Come on! Gobbles! Come on! That's coming up next Jimmy! He was also able to cry, please help me. Hell like water, hell and water! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> During the Phil Collins concert, the pharmacist is seeing holding the bottle of what it was called Riddle Out. The bottle is actually labeled MDMA. Molly, 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 Molly. Molly, 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 Molly. Molly is a I did two points of it. Point two. Order two two lines of point one worth of Molly. Oh God! I remember it was intense. Don't act mm-hmm. nothing like Molly. Mm-hmm. During the Charlie Rose segment, a blonde version of Clyde can be seen next to the girl who flashes Timmy's band. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, now I'll get into some pop culture here. Uh, musician Phil Collins and aspects of his life, of course, are parody in this episode. Uh, Kurt Lauder mentions that Collins divorced his wife via fax and left her for a 27 year old, which is so. <laughs> awesome because well, partial- like that 27 27- oh i was gonna say well partially true collins later clarified his biography that the facts was a misunderstanding and the backlash he received from it affected his career go ahead sorry um and that 27 year old that he left his wife for divorced him via fax and then forcibly took over his mansion yeah like like literally by force like had two two dudes come in and like freaking take it like this was just a couple weeks ago too damn like that that's one of the most 2020 things to happen in 2020 (laughs) game right there karma playing it so Collins mentions, of course, being in a band before going solo after claiming they were holding him back. They're holding me back. They're holding me back. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a reference to him being the drummer and the lead singer for the rock group Genesis during the 70s before starting a solo career in 1980. He eventually left the band in 1996, which is interesting because if you go back and listen to Genesis, I mean, fucking Genesis is an amazing fucking uh, band. You know what I mean? Nurse, nursery crime is one of my favorite things ever. 
Although, like, come on, let's be real. Peter Gabriel sang more than Phil Collins did for that band. That's true. That's true. true. They called him. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that was a good band. He used to be a band. He was respected in a band. Yeah. Uh, Phil Collins states he doesn't think it's right to make fun of handicapped people, to which a man in the background responds to him by pointing to him and laughing without Phil noticing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, this is referencing how Collins has gone deaf in one ear, which explains why he speaks so loudly and interrupts some people. Um, the song oh, that fuck, sings, that's hilarious. Yeah, mm. yeah. The song that Phil Collins sings at the opening to the Lollapalooza Festival is a parody of his 1985 single, Susudio. Drive to Right. Collins uh, holding an Oscar for his song "You'll Be in Me" is, of course, the reference to him winning this Oscar for that song "You'll Be in My Heart." Uh, the band Sisters of Mercy hold no pain against the Dark Lord. <laughs> is an over parody on the band of Sisters of Mercy. The name and the sound of the band, though, um, are reminiscent of the real band. So, if you want to know what that band that went on, go check out the Sisters of Mercy. That was the prog rock band. Uh, the Timmy song contains a guitar riff similar to the one of the Rush song, The Spirit of Radio. Uh, when uh, Timmy joins the band and they are and they open the garage for him, he is surrounded by dazzling white light, very similar to the mentally handicapped character Kazan at the end of the 1997 film Cube. The Lollapalooza Festival named derives from the Lollapalooza Festival, or the, the Lollapalooza Festival named derives from the Lollapalooza Festival. Everyone, of course, throughout the episode mispronounces it. That's a gag. Um, Collins takes an axe similar to Gumby's from Monty Python. Um, the controversy surrounding Timmy as a handicapped confronting a rock band may be referring to the popularity of musician Wesley Willis. Doctor tests the children for ADD by reading aloud The Great Gatsby and Farewell to Arms. This was a common routine of late comedy actor Andy Kaufman during his college tours. Yeah. Oh, man, and it's good stuff if you've ever seen the videos of it. Because, I mean, like, the crowd will keep in and he'll... We can be here all night. I'll wait until right. you guys... Damn. It's great. Shit. As we already mentioned, uh, MTV News presenter... Kurt Lauder, right? Lauder's line about being the oldest person on the network is a reference to him have been on the network since 1987, making him about 55 years old when this aired. As of 2020, he does still work as a presenter on the network. Good for him. Still making his money. Uh, We don't need to talk more about uh, Kurt Lauder stuff. Uh, As we mentioned, Charlie Rose was an actual show on PBS. And then a pop star, Christina Aguilera, is parodied in the episode being a pink all right, let's get into our uh, top likes. I'll go first. Here's the minor up here. Uh, first one, of course, was everyone on Ritalin, all the kids on Ritalin. I thought that was just funny and hilarious. Uh, even more so with just Cartman. Come on, come on, now, guys. You guys, try. It really takes it. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Um, and then my second favorite thing I liked this episode uh, was the doc saying, uh, Christina Aguilera, or the, uh, the side effects included. Christina Aguilera, Pink Monsters, and that's to be expected. I just liked how that was very um, blase. Yeah, yeah, to be expected, no big deal. Um, Brandon, you had a couple here. Why don't you read yours? Yeah, so I, I thought that the, you know, the running gag of everybody calling Lollapalooza something different was kind of funny. It's just kind of like, you know, just an, like an effort. Let's just keep running with it and see what kind of ridiculous things we can come up with. I don't know, just, 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 
good comedy, just, you know. And you had another one here as well, uh, your next one. Oh, yeah, the Riddle Out Remedy has basically just straight up uh, ecstasy. Gotcha. Uh, you also put here that you like the Mr. Derp cameo. I think all of us like that. Uh, who put How Hard? Who put the next that one? Was that, that was just the next two. Um, basically, How Hard they go after MTV and VH1 at this point, and that those two networks and Comedy Central are all owned by Viacom. And it was just... Right. I always thought it was funny, like how hard they went after, and it was—I mean, yeah, it's Simpsons did it with the whole making fun of Fox thing, but I, it was just—it seemed self-referential, and it probably flew over a lot of heads, but it was still funny to me. No, that's a good call out. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Right, and then the other one I had was. Uh, like when Phil Collins was talking to Skyler about the breakup of Genesis and he was trying to make it sound like it was all Peter Gabriel's fault when it was very much Phil Collins that got the rest of the band to rally against Peter. And he was just like straight up lying through his teeth about what happened. I like that too. That's funny. Who had the better career, Joe, Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? Oh, Fuck. Peter Gabriel. If, if this were who made the better music, it's like Peter Gabriel all day. Yeah. But where's Peter Gabriel's Oscar? Where's the like Phil Collins made more money? That's true. Well, that's because Peter Gabriel isn't. I would say is a little. Um, he's like Buckethead. He's one of those yeah. amazing guitarists that like mm-hmm. stay behind and doesn't want to be up front. Right, and it, it's he's kind of like Dream Theater too, where like it's an mm-hmm. awesome band full of great musicians. That all had more success somewhere else. Right. Or kind of like Noel prior to the breakup of Oasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. It's true. Oasis. Uh, I did. Uh, I love the Lords of the Underworld. Because <laughs> they have like a whole like decades worth of shit happen in a day. They break up or they make a song. They get super <laughs> famous. They yeah. break up. They do. They 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 go for a, what was it? They, the uh, re, reunited tour. And they were yeah. watching behind the music. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I'm just now. It's also a behind the music parody too. Yeah, it's behind the music. Parody. Fucking awesome. Yeah, and then they come back for the uh, what was it? The one the Christian rock hard episode where they were the ones who were wanting. Uh, no, we're in it for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, guys, that is your full review, your full top likes, dislikes. We haven't done this in a, a couple weeks, so Scoop, is this in your top 20? Higher. This is in my top 10. Wow. I said, I've said i said it a couple of times. Like this episode, it's it hits hard to home or it hits close to home, I should say, um, because being diagnosed Ritalin and just kind of seeing the way that parents reacted to it and did the same thing that kind of my parents did was just throw pills at me. So it's kind of. All right. Well, Joe, is this in your top 20, top 50? Uh, top 15. Um, I don't know if it'd be top 10, but it's, it's a strong episode. It's one of the better um, early season episodes. Like it, and when I say early season, I usually make the cutoff at Osama bin Laden has farty pants. Mm. 
but so we're we're getting pretty close to that cutoff. But it, crap it's, all over your face, crap, crap, crap. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's definitely a top fifteen. It, it if I were to really think about it and like start like ranking everything together, it could probably crack crack top ten. But this is easily top fifteen, top twelve. Okay. Okay. I would say this is probably top 50 for me. Okay. I, it's one of my favorites. I do like it, uh, but I think there's some stronger episodes for me personally that just make me laugh a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but, uh, as far as the message, I can get why mm-hmm. it would be your guys' tops. It's a great episode for sure. Uh, Brandon, now, do, you, do you consider this one of your top episodes of South Park or where would you rank it as far as your top rankings? Uh, maybe 20, definitely top 30, mainly because, you know, it had, you know, it's usual good stuff that South Park usually puts in uh, their, you know, signature style of humor, the way they just kind of lay it in and, uh, and just the, the societal impact the episode had. So as we end the episode, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on it? The whole episode stuff, Brandon, what did you think of this episode? Um, I mean, did you, obviously you enjoyed it. I mean, but what do you, what do you take away from it? Or what, I mean, what did you? What do you think of a season four, episode three, Timmy two thousand? I loved it. I mean, it was it was funny. It gave us like a bet. It gave us a new character. Basically, an intro brought us a new new dude and and a new, you know, new friend for the boys, and then kind of opens the door for more uh, more stuff to do later on. I can't disagree. Can't disagree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's it for another edition. Check me 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 me. Bow, suck my balls. That's right. We got through it in uh, pretty good fashion here, I'd say. We didn't uh, go too long. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up green. Your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Javier. Each and every week I host the Impact Attack as well as Light the Fuse, both Impact and AEW reviews on hackerhumming.podbean.com or you just search Hacker Humming on all your podcast outlets. I also produce the New Force Order podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast, and the Star Trek Academy podcast, which is a Star Trek podcast, both up right now on Hacker Humming and as well search Hami Media Group on all your podcast feeds for the Star Trek podcast. Joe, got anything you'd like to put over before we go? Uh, not really. It's Everything is still the same as it was last week. Um, nothing really new. All right. Well, Captain Keith, thanks for dropping by with us today, buddy, Brandon. Let everybody know where they can find you, put over what you do, what, what do you do on your stream? Or, you know, let, let us give the listeners and people an insight on what goes on on Captain Keith. I, uh, my main place is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Captain Keith one, where we hang out in the bunker, mainly playing video games and just hanging and chilling. Uh, mostly playing a lot of wow right now. Cause Shadowlands just dropped, but we, do other games as well and try to create a more like, you know, just a fun, um, you know, atmosphere where, you know, you're just, everybody's welcome to come hang out and have a good time. I'm also on Twitter at BS writer 67. You can also find me on Facebook at captain Keith. All right. As, uh, um, as, uh, to kind of give you guys a, you know, a little bit of a preview, um, everybody who has, um, done their intro or, or has, who wants to do their outro, raise their hand. Anybody who's done their outro, raise their hand. Raise your hand, Brandon. What? Raise your hand, Brandon. Raise your hand, Scoop. Not so fast, Scoop. What? I didn't hear it. 
That being said, next week's episode <laughs> is Tough Books episode 2000. Everybody who has a grandma, step forward. Not so fast, girls. Uh, Scoop, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> Quintuplets 2000 episode is next week, season four, episode four. Scoop, uh, what are your parting words for us this week? Stupid in the butt, goddammit. Okay, well, that'll do it for another edition of Sack My Bottles. See you guys. Peace. Take care, y'all. En junker red ved juletid Ting tang ting jo til dig Omkring ham davet sneen vid Ting tang ting jo til dig Han spred sig frem i regn og blæst Med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting jo til dig Jomfru sad i høje tårn Ting tang ting lu til dig Og ventede ham som telefon Ting tang ting lu til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Den næste dag ved morgen rød Ting tang ting lu til dig De fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting lu til dig Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting lu til dig For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.